That's my secret cat. I'm always angry. Alright. I ran out of patience. On the roof! Hey everyone, cat, cat, big fan, Spider-Man. Avengers! Assemble. Hello, Peter. Hello, and welcome back to the Infinity Saga and Beyond MCU Fan Podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and I'm here by myself today talking some Moon Knight season premiere, series premiere. Took place on Disney Plus on March 30th. So we're going to be getting into this episode and everything that's uh, taken place so far. So this episode was episode one, The Goldfish Problem, directed by Mohamed Diab, written by Jeremy Slater, uh, released March 30th, 2022 on Disney Plus, as I mentioned. Okay. The Goldfish Problem Description. Stephen Grant learns that he may be a superhero, but may also share a body with a ruthless mercenary. So, this episode kicked off before the Marvel fanfare with us seeing Ethan Hawke's character, Arthur Harrow, who is going to take a drink, smash his glass, and put it in the, in the feet of... Uh, in in his shoes uh, to hurt his feet, I guess. I don't know what he's gaining from there, but he is a a guy that we will get to know a little bit later in this episode. And then we will be introduced to Stephen Grant, who is occasionally suffering from blackouts. And since he's having trouble realizing what he's doing, he started chaining himself to his bed. He leaves sand out around his bed so he can see if anybody else walks there, or if I guess if he had walked through it. And uh, he also puts tape on the door to make sure that he hasn't left for the night. So he's trying to figure out what is uh, going on, but he can't figure it out. He does go to his museum gift shop job that he works at. He has a museum worker that is uh, like a museum boss that is kind of rude to him. Uh, I would say not a great atmosphere working. Um, And then also he is going to uh, have a love interest there that he is trying to take on a date. They have a date set up for Thursday believe it's Thursday that the date is set up for he is going to miss the date so one night he goes to bed and he's going to wake up with like his jaw broken in another country kind of like a Swiss Alps area that he ends up waking up in outside of a village he has people shooting at him he's going through some uh, crazy things at that time he's going to end up Walking into the village, and this is where he meets Arthur Harrow, who is uh, played by Ethan Hawke, as we mentioned at the beginning. And our introduction 
to Ethan Hawke's character at this moment, to Arthur, is him with tattoos that have scales. Like a weight scale. And he puts this cane as he holds the person's hand. This instance is a woman, older woman. He's going to put the cane in between the two arms. They're going to hold hands and it's going to move back and forth like a pendulum. And if it's going to lean one way or the other, I guess, determines on if they're worthy or not. And apparently this is something that is done for the god Amit, or the goddess Amit who is known in ancient Egyptian, the devourer of the dead, uh, which has kind of like a... So this is how Wikipedia describes it. The four quarters of a lion, the hind quarters of a hippopotamus, and the head of a crocodile, which are the three largest man-eating animals known to ancient Egyptians. Uh, Amet is a funerary deity, Devourer of the dead, eater of hearts, and great of death is what she is known as. Uh, She lived near the Scales of Justice, which was a ritual that was done in ancient Egypt. Okay, so so here's some ancient Egyptian lore for uh, Amit. Amit would also... Well, so here you go. This is actually about Anubis here. So, in the Hall of Two Truths, Anubis weighed the heart of a person against the feather of Ma'at, the goddess of truth, which was depicted as an ostrich feather. If the heart was judged to be not pure, Amit would devour it, and the person undergoing judgment was not allowed to continue their voyage towards Osiris and immortality. So, this is kind of what we see here, right? Is that... uh, when they're doing the scales, when they're seeing if the person is worthy, Arthur is going to say that we have to abide by this rule, right? That is what he states to everyone. And the old lady agrees. She will agree that she will go by this. And she says she's been good her whole life. Because I'm assuming this they've been doing this in this little village for a while at least. And for whatever reason, I guess, is now when it is coming to her turn, she actually volunteers. She thinks she's been so good, she's going to actually volunteer here for that. And it doesn't go well for her at all. She's been good her whole life, but Arthur says it can see all. It can even see our future. So at that point, she dies. Um it's like the way I guess Arthur has a power maybe or something that will somehow almost looks like sucks the life out of her. And it seems like that all comes from the actual basis of the ancient Egyptian religion. So uh, pretty cool that they were able to keep all of that stuff in, in the show and, you know, kind of purpose it for uh, this. Um, what happens is when when Grant when Stephen Grant was running away originally in the hills, he is going to find he has a scarab in his pocket, a gold scarab. When he gets down here, somebody tells Arthur that the person had run away. So Arthur's way of figuring out who it was was he says something and everybody kneels to bow 
to Arthur, and Stephen is the only one that doesn't know this, and he is standing up. It was a brilliant way for Arthur to figure out, you know, who is actually here that's supposed to be here and who's not. So, Arthur gets caught. Arthur, I mean, not Arthur, sorry. Stephen gets caught. Stephen tries to hand over the scarab, but he is starting to hear a voice in his head, and it's controlling his body to not give up the scarab, no matter how many times he's trying to do it. And it looks very painful when he's trying to pry his own fingers off of the scarab. But it was also a very brilliantly acted scene and really funny scene from Oscar Isaac. So, you know, Oscar Isaac did a really great job in that scene. So, uh, he is going to then black out when people start surrounding him. And when he wakes back up, all those people are dead or at least unconscious near him. And he's like, oh, you know, his thought is kind of like, oh, God, I can't believe that I did that. What's going on? And he's going to try to escape and he's going to be driving in. He's going to steal one of the the cupcake bakery vans, trucks. He's going to take off. He's going to drive through the Alps and he's going to get chased and he's going to black out while driving and he's going to wake up with having shoot the guy that was jumping into his truck. Uh, and he even fights off a guy with a cupcake, which was really, really funny as well. And then he's going to he's going to wake up in bed, and he's going to think it was just a dream. Now, where the episode gets its title from is the goldfish problem. Earlier, when we first introduced the Steven, we see as a goldfish that is missing a fin. Well, the goldfish now has two fins, and this is what clues him in to realize he wasn't just dreaming. He's going to go to the fish shop. He's going to ask for, you know, a fish with one fin, and that the fish with two fins shouldn't be his. What's implied kind of here is that that the fish had died, I guess, while he was gone, and the other version of himself, not Stephen Grant, but Mark Spector replaced the fish to try to fool Stephen into not realizing that the fish had died. Because the lady even says, you know, when you were here yesterday, you were very adamant about having one fin as well, because uh, you know, Mark was trying to replace the actual uh, fish with another similar fish. But, uh, you know, at that point, too, uh, Steve's going to go to his uh he's going to go to the date that he thinks is happening on Thursday but it is actually Sunday and he waits until almost the time the kitchen's going to close he you know calls the woman she's furious he had stood her up a few days ago he's confused he has no idea what's going on he's going to get home and he's going to find the hidden phone and a key card in his apartment. And in the phone number is a call log of people that have called him. It's old flip phone. A woman named Layla has been calling him for a while. We also see a reference to um, another name in the book is from a Moon Knight character named Frenchie. So that is, it says Duchamp. And uh, that's Jean-Paul Duchamp, who is known as Frenchie in 
in the comics. Now, Frenchie might be in the show. I, we might know who's playing him. It might be Gaspard Ulil, who is a French actor. He's supposed to be in Moon Knight, but he actually passed away just a couple months ago in January um, in a ski accident. But sounds like he might be the one that's playing Frenchie. I'm not really sure be interesting i'd be sad that we you know that we lost somebody already i mean you know thoughts go out to his family because this probably would have been a big break for him really being in an mcu project uh so in the phone also has the sham which is frenchie's name uh so he actually calls the layla number and she is like what is up with your accent which we've talked about in the uh in the trailer when it happened, you know, what's up with your accent? Why are you talking like that? And he's confused. You know, she thinks he's calling his Mark. He's calling his Steven. We don't know if this woman knows about his dissociative identity disorder or not. We don't know if she knows that. I'm going to say she doesn't. Um, just from how she's acting. I don't think she knows that that is going on with him at this point. So, uh, she's addressing him as Mark. They disconnect the call. He's going to walk out in the hallway, and this is where we actually start seeing uh, Khonshu, the god uh, that has uh, been talking to him, voiced by... Um... Okay, and I just looked up. Gaspard Ulil is not playing Frenchie. Okay. So, there you go. There it is. Yeah, F. Murray Abraham as Khonshu. He's uh, been in... If you've seen the show um, Mythic Quest, he's been in Mythic Quest. He's he's pretty good in that show um, on Apple Plus. He's been playing the role. Yeah, he plays C.W. Longbottom. There you go. Okay, so then when he goes to work the next day, we're going to see him confronted by Arthur Harrow. And it's turned out, actually, a few of the people at the museum seemingly work for Arthur. And, uh, you know, the people at the museum are worthless. Uh, nobody, you know, the security guard does not want to help Steven. He's too focused on his otter videos. This is when Arthur says that he is the servant of the goddess Amut, uh, and then, uh, you know, Steven's going to get away from him for a little bit. But later that night, is when Arthur is going to summon the Anubis Jackal Monster that is going to come and attack Grant at the museum. And when Steven is in the bathroom, this is where we finally get him actually seeing in the mirror his reflection of Mark Spector and Mark asking to take over. He wants to take over the body. And he's going to agree to give up the body, and that is when he transforms into Moon Knight. And we get to see the full suit as he's punching and killing the jackal monster. And he's going to stand up at the end, he's going to turn to the camera, and the famous gif that's been everywhere, and the last scene of the trailer of him walking towards the camera. So that that's the plot line of this first episode, and overall, I just want to say I really enjoyed and really loved this first episode. I think for me, this is probably 
the best first episode of a Disney MCU Marvel uh, series on Disney+. Plus. It was a perfect introduction, and really when I was thinking about it, and I was texting some people this too that have been on the show, like Logan, is this is the first show that we are getting on Disney Plus for Marvel that does not have a character that we already know as one of the leads. So we had WandaVision, which had Wanda and Vision, of course. We had Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which of course is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We had Loki. What If featured every character we knew. And then we had Hawkeye, which had Hawkeye. This is the first time we're kind of dropped into something that is completely new to us. We're going to be, you know, introduced to other characters like Miss Marvel and and She-Hulk soon that'll carry their own shows. But this is the first one that we're being introduced into where we have no idea. And I think that works very well for this show. As we've mentioned last week and as we've mentioned in other episodes about Moon Knight is he is a character that has dissociative identity disorder, which used to be referred to as multiple personality disorder. So with dissociative identity disorder, what that sets up for Stephen Grant is that at the beginning of the show, he has no idea what's going on. He has no idea that he is Moon Knight. That Mark Spector is Moon Knight. And what this does, this sets us up for a cool reveal later on on how this works out for him. And and having the blackouts and him losing time, which would be scary if you were a person that actually had this disorder. But what, what that does narratively is it's able to kind of enter us in with Mark Spector already have been around as Moon Knight, but Stephen Grant just now being aware of it. So it's kind of dropping us in the middle of the story, but also yet still introducing us in a new, fresh way. And having Stephen Grant kind of unravel this mystery throughout the first episode. And if you're somebody that's not familiar with Moon Knight, then you're just as confused as he is as you start to figure it out as well. If you're familiar with Moon Knight, it's still very fun. Like, I am familiar with Moon Knight. I understand all that. We read the comics for the show. And we come into this, and it was just really cool feeling to get dropped into something without one of our already established characters being there. And just being able to take off and see this whole new branch of the Marvel Cinematic Universe led by Moon Knight. It, so so that was a very good, fun part of it as well. It's just the freshness, the not being weighed down by anything in the past. If, if you're somebody that has not watched any of the other MCU, you could watch this first episode. We'll see if that continues for the rest of this run of six episodes. We'll see if that continues, if they continue to have that sort of atmosphere or disconnection the way that um oscar isaac talks about it that's how it's going to be and i think that's really cool i think that 
while we love the MCU for its connections, and we do, it's also cool to be able to know that a story can kind of take place that is kind of disconnected as an intro here before he'll probably eventually meet some of these other superheroes. Now, critics have seen the first four episodes, so you got to be careful for spoilers out there from these first four. But it does sound like we're going to get Mr. Knight in these first four episodes, which is um, the Moon Knight character with the suit, you know, the mask and the suit. That's Moon Knight, I mean, Mr. Knight. So it sounds like we're going to get him in the first four as well. So that that should be a lot of fun. But overall, I really enjoyed this. I some some standout moments, of course, is when Arthur mentions Avatar and Stephen's deadpan delivery of, you know, yeah, I know Avatar, the blue people, and then, you know, when Arthur says like, no, he's like, oh, okay, you mean the anime, you know, like the cartoon. So I thought that was a clever little bit there. But I feel like this really feels like a British show at times. I mean, there's times where the humor is very dry British in, in this beginning part as we're taking place in England, which I, I guess makes sense. Makes a lot of sense for it to feel that way, I guess. Um, I mean, the CGI was a little rough in the in the car chase. I can ignore that kind of stuff, though. I know some people are really talking about it, but... It's really only a few seconds of the, you know, up on the screen at that point where it looked a little rough. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else I want to talk about with this episode. Um, but yeah, I think Oscar Isaac killed it. He's he's put on a great, great performance as a... Uh, As Stephen Grant, we haven't really got to see him be Mark Spector yet, so I think that's going to be really fun too, is seeing how does he portray himself as another person in this as well. So that's something else to look forward to with Oscar Isaac's performance, is how well does he play multiple characters. Um, I also really liked how when Khonshu's talking to him and, you know, he's trying to talk to Mark and he's like, oh, Mark, the idiot's in charge again. You know, like that Steven had taken over the body and Steven has no idea what's going on with this. Uh, I guess one of the theories I have is, you know, Steven's been talking to his mother, leaving messages for his mother on the phone. We've seen that a few times. Obviously his mother doesn't exist because the real, the main Steven is actually Mark Spector. That's the actual main personality Steven is an offshoot personality from the dissociative identity disorder. So his mother doesn't actually exist. So it's either who's getting the call or is he calling himself? Is he calling the cell phone? Is he leaving voicemails somewhere? Is it a way for, you know, somebody had a theory that he's calling the the flip phone and that the flip phone um, is that's going to be Mark's way of keeping track of what Steven is up to during the day. But I think then we would have seen that in the call log. And the phone was dead and they had to charge it. So I'm not so sure that that's something that Mark is actively using right now. So I guess we'll see. 
I all I know is I'm really excited. Really pumped to see episode two, which I don't know if we know the name of it yet. It doesn't state it, but it's going to be directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, written by Michael Castelline. April 6th is the day that that is coming out. But, uh, yeah, I don't see. I saw some people getting on, um, Oscar Isaac with his accent and Stephen Grant. For me, look, I'm not British. I thought it was a pretty okay, good accent. But also, you got to realize that Mark is not English. So, this Stephen personality is not technically British. So, his accent is fake. So, of course, it, for me, it's fine if it doesn't sound 100% because it's not a real, it's not a real one. All right. Um, I guess we'll get ready to wrap it up. I, I guess where I think it's going to go from here, you know, I, I do think he's going to wake up to this at some point. I think he'll be more into what what's going on, be more aware. We're still going to probably focus solely on Steven, I think. I think there will be times where we see Mark, of course, but I think for at least the first two or so episodes, we're going to mostly see it through Steven's point of view here. And then kind of be maybe getting caught up to what Mark has been doing. You know, there is a reason he was at that village, right? There, He needs to get that golden scarab. He got it. There's some reason he needs that. That Arthur cannot have it for. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll get like a flashback episode or something that shows what Mark has been up to during some of this time during these blackouts and maybe we'll learn a little bit of information that way on what Arthur's goal is and stuff like that. Cause I don't think we really got a good shot at what Arthur's goal is right now with the scarab. Um, but that's what I'm kind of thinking. That's what I'm kind of thinking here is that's how that's probably going to go is that there's, there's maybe we see a flashback episode that'll show what we've missed as Mark. Or maybe not. Maybe there won't be. And we'll just kind of have to keep picking up in the middle of it and figuring out stuff as Steven figures it out. But we've known we've seen Moon Knight in clips. So at some point there will be a time where we see Mark. More of Mark. Because when he's Moon Knight, he's not Steven. Obviously. So I think there will be some stuff that we're going to see that is really focused on what Mark is doing. And uh, maybe we'll even get some background on how Khonshu happened to have, like, possessed him or whatever you would want to call it. Gift him with this opportunity. If you want to give us a follow, if you want to hear my thoughts on the next few episodes, you can reach us on Twitter at TOInfinitySaga, Facebook.com slash Beyond. Or email us marvelplusrecaps at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week to talk Moon Knight Episode 2.